just a few fellas on a podcast Ripping in the pitching jokes and sharing some laughs Or I'm lying in the bedroom Jerry Bernstein Ooh, they want to know if it's something If it's anything I forgot to put audio on until you started saying gentler butt sex. <laughs> so, welcome, everybody. Perfect. Is this anything? Special guest, Rob Ryan. Hey. hey. Oh, my Those God. Those you don't know, this is the podcast where comedians pitch joke ideas to each other and we punch them up. That's right. Thank you. Our, our, guest, almost, our guest almost never summarizes the show for us, <laughs> which is so also, rare. So rare. Also, neither do the hosts. That's right. <laughs> That's an excellent point. Uh, well, I've got uh, I've got an exciting catch up for Ooh. you. Guys. Hey, uh, let's hear it. I went to my soon to be brother in law's bachelor party in yeah, ow, ow, ow. yeah in Louisville. Um, no strip clubs here, just shooting guns and drinking bourbon. And uh, they went skydiving. I didn't do that, but I had mm-hmm. a couple perfect comedy moments throughout the weekend. Um, and I'll share uh, one of them with you which is that my brother was talking to this guy, Kenny, on, who's a great guy uh, on the, at the bachelor party. Kenny's saying like, yeah, people used to give me like the weirdest reaction because I would eat salt and vinegar chips and then I would follow it with a bunch of chocolate milk. And my brother is like, yeah, that's because that's an insane thing to eat. And then they were going back. He's like, no, I'm not. He's like, you're like milk and vinegar. Like, what are you talking? <laughs> and he's like, no, you don't just pour milk in there and into vinegar. And then they're going back and forth. And eventually I was like, I was like, you know what I think? I think taste is subjective, subjective. So nobody's wrong. And then from behind me, this guy, Teddy goes, I used to eat a whole bag of Cool Ranch Doritos and then chug a gallon of orange juice. And without turning around, I was like, that's wrong. <laughs> 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 the no look excellent <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's wrong. What, wow. no matter what he said yeah. i was gonna say that oh yeah but he happened to say something that was that shit insane <laughs> i like how you're like no strip clubs we just did shooting guns and bourbon so we didn't completely get rid of toxic masculinity like there was still some <laughs> there was still a little bit we didn't do them at the same time. Mm. Oh, we had good. white claws before we shot guns for safety. Oh, oh, nice. So you you were you yeah, were uh, responsible. That's great. Uh, I'm glad you had a fun weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a good time. Uh, it was a hell. That, like because of the storms in New York and uh, Louisville or in, in Kentucky, um, it was a hell to get there. Uh, mm-hmm. My my flight got canceled on the Uber there. They were just like, oh "Hey, God, everybody, wow. for this flight, will be on their way now." If they want to make the flight okay we'll cancel it now so i was like cool i'm gonna paid forty dollars to to leave my house and come back Jeez. and then uh and then they were like sorry we can't get you on another flight and i didn't know that you could fight for them to to book you on a different airline if you've already paid it like if they cancel the flight mm-hmm. and so I, they were like all we could do is refund you and i was like okay so then i used that money to buy a different flight which was way more expensive and the next morning but eventually i got there i had to do a bunch of whole kinds of layovers i had to take an hour and a half uber from from cincinnati to louisville Um, the woman the the driver was like her name was patricia that was the only thing that was correct wrong license plate wrong car and a picture of a different person and i was like are you sure you're patricia and she was like yep and i was like uh okay i'm gonna get in this car but uh and then uh, we were talking she was like yeah i have a rental uh my car's in the shop and i keep switching the information and 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 lyft keeps switching it back so i don't know what's going on and i was like okay 
but and I was like, in the picture, you know, it looks nothing like you. And she's like, oh, yeah, it was like a bad picture of me. I look way older in that picture. And like while she's driving, I was like, I think I need to show her this picture. So I, I held the phone up front and I was like, is this you? And she was like, nope. <laughs> I was like, do you know who that is? She was like, nope. Whoa. <laughs> so weird. Bananas. Yeah. And you're still alive. That's, I'm still that's alive. the craziest part yeah, of the we story. Had we had a great uh, trip. We talked about a lot of things and uh, we had a, she, she ended up being great. Um, but uh, yeah, I, apparently Lyft doesn't even have like a customer service. So anytime something goes wrong, like somebody burned a cigarette hole in her, her seat and they just like she has to like go through an app and chat with somebody. And then if there's like no actual like person to connect with. Uh, so even though Uber is the worst, I think Lyft is not that much better. It's, it's Lyft's like not that much cheaper. better, but it's better uh, for, better. you know, a handful of reasons. What's blowing my mind is like at a moment where chaos is reigning in the world, that is the exact moment that all these companies that were like subsidizing themselves on future profits decided, well, now we need to actually like start making a profit. So now every in addition to everything else in the world getting worse, we're also jacking up our prices just because we our business model just completely exploded on itself. It's like yeah. all the fucking dominoes when it rains, it pours, man. Yeah. yeah. Cancels flights. Yeah. Yeah. You've got you beat me this time, Rob. <laughs> I actually wanted to give a shout out to airlines because uh, they cancel flights, like in part sometimes for overcrowding and 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 poor planning for sure. But many times they also cancel flights because of purely safety reasons. And they don't, I don't think, do the best job of making that clear to their customers. They just say, "Hey, the flight's canceled." But I do love the indignance that we have. We're just sitting there like, "This bullshit! I don't understand." And it, it's like so funny. It's like, okay, your likelihood to die just went up like tenfold. And so mm -hmm, we're not mm -hmm. flying the plane. And we're just we're like, like, yeah, I want to go to Cincinnati. They're coming over the loudspeaker. They're like, there is a series of uh, tornadoes and volcanoes and alien attacks. And so we are delaying your flights for 45 minutes. People are like, Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus. It's just been a bachelor party, but Godzilla. <laughs> Why evasively, <laughs> Jesus! You can't go like this. You can't go like this. I am. I am going to say you can't give airlines credit. You have to give the FAA credit because they're the oh, ones yes, who yes, cancel yes, the flights. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. airlines would absolutely yeah. fly their pilots into the mouth of Godzilla <laughs> if they could mm -hmm. make a twenty dollars profit. If it was a penny cheaper to kill everybody on every flight, they would do it. That <laughs> is a hundred percent accurate. So yeah, the FAA, another FAA, win. Good for you. That actually reminds me of uh, there was at there was definitely at least a Godzilla poster, and I remember some others as well uh, when I used to like pay close attention to posters while I was waiting for the subway uh, years ago, where you have some disaster movie. Let's say you see Godzilla on the poster, and then they always the see that the artists who make the poster always like to dot a few helicopters just to like round out the look. But I'm trying to imagine the 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 headspace of the guy who's a helicopter pilot who's like we should we should take a closer look at this. I want to get close to this in my like little whirly machine that is well, notoriously unstable. <laughs> is and, it a news chapter that's like we got to get the story is it an attack helicopter like we got to shoot bullets at this thing like 
I can see uh, justification here, you know. That's true if you're trying to like get the scoop and get get mm-hmm. the image. You're, yeah, you're you're right about that. That, that. I don't think anybody just like owned a helicopter and was like, I want to go check out this Godzilla thingy. Well, I would say new news chopper over like attack a helicopter because like you know the attack helicopter. Like I don't see what they think they're gonna. It's always so weird to just see like the the infantry like shooting the bullets at the fucking Godzilla. Like what do you like? You just have to do that. I mean, at some point, you gotta do something, right? You gotta I, do yeah. something. Yeah, because otherwise people would be like, "Oh, they just flew around and did nothing." <laughs> don't we pay all this military budget for something? This is this is an excellent analogy for all of politics. Where it's <laughs> yeah, like right. if you do something, you're like, what are they? Yeah. What are they even doing up there? What are they, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then if they hit say, why don't you shoot it? Why don't you shoot it? It's right there. Get you have the bullets. Get your helicopters up. Shoot the thing. Yeah. yeah also, healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have money to shoot a Godzilla, but we don't have money <laughs> for healthcare. For <laughs> uh... <laughs> I will say, Rob, at, at the very least, they should be at least for posters now it should be drones at most mm. yeah there's yeah, no like reason that. for a human in a in a helicopter to be there that's, that's like cool. significantly lower stakes though you know where it's like mm-hmm. when you see a helicopter in a in a in a disaster movie and it's shooting at a monster and there's a person in there there's a part of us that's like oh no when godzilla destroys that helicopter a human will die but if no, it's I, a drone we're just like eh, i feel you the same don't way care. about drones you don't care about humans no you i feel about the drones i feel i feel a lot about i feel about both Drones and humans. I have the same level of empathy. Wow. You're really going to get spared when the robots take over, Brett, just based on this one clip. He's one of the good ones. Robot lives and human lives. I just love technology. (laughs) I feel like we need more words for drones. I mean, it's weird that like I can buy a drone and like film like something in Central Park, but I can also we can also like drone strike a you know, cobble. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's, it's weird for me. Just, just word lexicon wise. I just want more words. It should, I think it should be the difference between whales and killer whales. It should be drones and killer drones. There you go. For sure. What, is I, there a third category of whale? Um, of drones. Of drones. <laughs> There's civilian drones and then like military drones. And then I was watching a movie from like the early nineties and I, and they were doing this like Whatever, yeah. big, nice sweeping helicopter shot. And it made me think of like how much more involved and expensive that is then if i saw a similar shot today i'd be like oh they just put a drone up there it's mm-hmm, easy mm-hmm. and like as opposed to like getting a helicopter <laughs> it's like you got a helicopter to shoot that well i don't think that's very fair to the drone rob wow <laughs> I'm sorry. wow okay. well, we are, you're fine brett they already heard you okay i love robots brett, s- save brett when he <laughs> I don't said kill every, brett every night before i go to bed i go hey google Save me. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Thanks for the candy. Can I catch you guys up on the Jared story? What's going on with this fella over here? The Jared story, yeah. Jared story. Uh, So last time we checked up on Jared, previously on Jared, uh, (laughs) I was on the road. You know, and we were it was off to a chaotic start. Uh, We had a a six day stretch of just drive and show, drive and show, drive and show. And a lot of really good ones, a lot of great fucking bangers of of shows. Uh, We did a fully sold out Neptune Theater, 750 people, incredible show. And it was exact. It was this kind of show where as a stand up, you're like, that was perfect. The audience laughed where they were supposed to laugh. You know, they exploded the moments they were supposed to give me the chuckles where they were supposed to chuckle. You know, they weren't giving you too much. They weren't giving you too little. Just fucking 10 out of 10. 
And my little sister was in the audience too. And it's like, that's the only time I ever get nervous is when I have somebody that I care about in the audience. And she got to see me crush in front of 750 people. I was like, hell yeah, man. That's great. That's awesome. But then we all got really tired. We all got really tired after the Neptune show. And we had two more shows in Spokane the very yeah. next day. So we, we got into a car, drove the five hours out there, rested for a hot second, did the two shows. And it's a rare thing for me because Steve is like a machine and he just goes, goes, goes. It's rare for me to see him at the end of a tour be like, all right, one last one, guys. One last one and we can get out of here. Uh, but yeah, everybody was tired and we we're all just like equally like, you know, we're just going to have fun with these last couple of shows and then get out of Dodge, man. You know, yeah, I had a little bit of a bear of a return flight because I, I had a three hour layover in Seattle, which is further west than where I was in Spokane. So I had to fly further away, wait a long time and then and then go home. I started out at 9 a.m. I got home at 1 a.m. Uh, wow. But you know what helped? I was super high the entire fucking time. It was hey. a, a delight just watching movies, having a great time, eating food in the airport. I got a big old pillow. I slept a little bit on the side of the plane. It's fucking great, man. And then I had delightful weed hangover yesterday. Played a little D and D. Was it on the side of the plane? Oh, you know the oh, wall like against the wall. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. No, I just popped and out. Tom Cruise did. He's just there's, <laughs> there's a man on the wing, and he's he looks sleepy. Mm -hmm. And high. <laughs> he's, he's going like this to the air. Right. He's just like is <laughs> he eating the the engine? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to open those blue chips, just like flying. All over. <laughs> Oh man, what a bummer. He's really high out there. It's <laughs> so bad for him. He looks so hungry. You know how like whenever there's a there's a drunk driving accident, usually the drunk driver survives because when you're on alcohol, your body's looser, you don't tense up and you don't get hurt the way that other people do. I would love I it if we people Oh yeah. I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. That's accurate. See, so try to go limp if you ever get into a car accident. Mm -hmm. okay. Try not to tense up. It's gonna be impossible, but try not to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try to try to if you can get out of the car and leave first. <laughs> if you can do that, this is like a school shooting tutorial. It's just like try your best to catch the bullet, and you won't be able. But try at least. That's your only hope. You know. <laughs> I would love it if people that were high were similarly like invulnerable. You know, and just like mm. they're just like standing on the wing of a plane as it's flying. It doesn't even have to hold on to anything. Just like yeah, man, jamming, man, jamming. <laughs> I have one uh, other story, but that's uh, that's the catch-up part of it. Earlier, I said thanks for the candy, and that was a reference to there was an old uh i think it's from his first comedy central presents uh dane cook uh, special this is before his fiance was born and he <laughs> had done this joke probably about <laughs> and he had done this joke excellent <laughs> excellent rob i loved it about the kid in class who or the guy at work rather who is always really quiet and weird and it was just kind of like a school shooter or like you know office shooter joke where he's like i'm always nice to that guy every time i see that guy i'm like oh hey hey you know and i'm always like talking to him trying to make conversation i give him candy i'm like here hey you like candy here's some candy <laughs> whatever <laughs> and because we all know that one day is gonna happen he comes in starts shooting up the place and he does this whole act out of shooting up the place and then he's finally gonna come up to me he's gonna be like thanks for the candy <laughs> and just keeps on walking on. that's great 
It's such a funny bit. I just love mm. it. Dane Cook uh, that... dealing with mass shootings with the deft touch that it that the issue deserves. <laughs> well, well this, is, he, this is before this is way before, before Columbine. I know. I, know, I like. I, know, I, I think know. it was literally maybe yeah. pre-Columbine, so it wasn't even before like that. A it was thing. Post, postal going postal was like mm-hmm. that was the thing uh, that mm-hmm. was probably based off of. But man, old Dane Cook is uh, great. You know, yeah, he was uh, a good comic. Such 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 an underrated. I mean, everybody is is very happy to erase his comedy before he mm-hmm. got like super famous. But it's really good. He's a very talented person. He's mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Um, it's sad to see him now. For yeah, sure. some people when you get successful, you think, oh, I don't have to try anymore. I don't have to write anymore. You know, hey, you just coast on those laurels. I see it a hundred times with all these really successful comics. But I got to tell you guys something. When we were in Richland, Oregon, we were in this theater. The previous day, we were in the Knitting Factory, which was a great venue, but it was a rock club, and so like the audio was too echoey, and it wasn't full enough, and it just was like the just like the whole rhythm was off and then we're in richland and we're in this like converted movie theater that for some reason like it was perfect you know like the audience was responsive audio was great and i was just like i would so much rather do shows in converted movie theaters than like professional venues that just aren't suited for comedy you know our green room for the converted theater was like they had like a little daycare area for i don't know like kids theater or something like that so we go into the theater, we set everything up, and he's like, all right, let me show you the green room. Takes us over to the kids' area, and there's just, like, kids' toys and, like, a like a bin full of Cheerios and, you know, all this stuff. And uh, I look around, and I was like, uh, what do they expect? Dane Cook's going to bring his wife? <laughs> Everybody I, I hadn't it. thought about this. Mm-hmm. So when you see the headlines, it says, Dane Cook, 50, engaged to longtime, you know, girlfriend, love, uh, uh, so-and-so, 23. Mm-hmm. And ve- everybody was very, very quick very quick to point out that yes, they got engaged and she was 23, but they started dating when she was 18. And people are very quick to say, but she was 18 when they started dating. However, they rarely then also de-age Dane Cook because he wasn't 50. He, <laughs> he was, was also five. <laughs> he was also five years younger. And I just want people to be fair that it's not 50-year-old Dane Cook anymore dating 18-year-old. He was 45. So... Mm-hmm. Much I just better. want to put that out there. Much and better. Just, right. I just want everyone to know that if you're going to go ahead and take 23-year-old girl and then dehydrate her to 18, just know that Dane Cook was also five years younger. It's a good point. Just, I need to get that off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> just want everybody out there to know. I, I got right. I got another joke. Yeah, I actually might pitch this as my joke today. Ooh. I got a couple of fun ones, but it's Ooh. Dane Cook related, so it might be fun. Okay. Anything else for the catch up, everybody? Anything else? Mm, I got I'll one thing that I want to tell show, you guys about. Share that other uh, great comedy moment I had. Ooh, uh, yeah. yeah. We're playing a game. Uh, we're playing a bunch of you know like uh, celebrity charades stuff like that, and uh, somebody says like, "Yeah, you're only as good as your." Weakest link, and I was like, "Yeah, you're only as quick as your your slowest player." And then they both look towards one of their teammates, and the teammate is not paying attention, and he just goes, "Hmm," and I was like, "Not a good sound to prove them wrong." <laughs> he had no, he didn't even hear them say that. They're just like <laughs> focus shifted to him, and he just naturally just went, "Hmm." <laughs> Excellent. I got a story for you guys. I was texting with Kirsten while I was away and she was saying like, oh, you know, I'm just going to relax today because it's been a really stressful week. And I wrote, you deserve it. And sometimes a phrase 
just like echoes through the memories of your brain. It just like lands on a very specific place. For example, every time I hear somebody say, I tried that, I go back to the movie War Games because there's a moment in that movie where one of the guy goes, I tried that. Don't you think I would have tried that already? And for some reason, that, that line is just like in my brain. And same thing with I'm on my way is always the Simpsons. The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but this one, so I have a, an extended family member who used to be like a big wig over at Fox Movie Studios. And I didn't know anything about this guy when I was growing up. Just like one day I'm walking into the living room and I see my mom and my dad watching a video on our television. And it's all these celebrities saying nice things to some guy named, I think, I can't remember. Harvey Steve. Weinstein <laughs> something. I don't know. <laughs> and so every, all these celebrities are going, are going, great job, William. Congratulations. Blah, blah, blah. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger pops on and goes, you deserve it. <laughs> like that and i was like what is this and my dad's like oh so, so this you, you have a, a family member who's like an executive at this at fox movie studio and it's his birthday so all these or he got a promotion or something because you Arnold for wouldn't say you deserve it for turning another year old probably it was probably a promotion and so i was just like oh that's really weird but now every time i type the phrase you deserve it or i think of the phrase you deserve it it's always arnold schwarzenegger and my brain goes you deserve it <laughs> that's great that that's like a personal one to you. It's not universal yeah. like the Simpsons I'm on my ones. Way. I obviously know. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. That's your own. It's your own one. That's cool. <clears throat> I think uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had the same uh, the same message after Weinstein got canceled. He said, "You deserve it. <laughs> you deserve it. You're a bad man." They just keep using the same clip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I have a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, soundboard sounds in my head. Um, uh, regular when when somebody says something, you know. So whenever mm. someone says like the word tumor or right. I'm a cop. I'm a cop, you idiot. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Which one was I'm a cop, you idiot from? What was that? Kindergarten cop, I believe. Kindergarten cop, I would guess. Did he but... say that in that movie? I'm a cop, you idiot. Because I remember Kindergarten Cop. I can't think of a moment when he would have said that. Uh, was he talking to one of the kids? Didn't I don't understand think so. that he was a cop? <laughs> Called him an idiot? Well, no, because his whole thing was, I'm not a cop. I'm a kindergarten teacher. Right. I don't know if you recall. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a cop in a lot of movies, so. But we all know where he was going to the chopper. That was Predator, which a couple of years ago, I rewatched Predator with fresh eyes and was just kind of like blown away by not only how tight that movie is, but just yeah. like how great of a concept. It's like whenever aliens come to Earth and attack, it's always like a help helpless population, you know. But James, I forget who the writer was. I want to say Shane Black, maybe. No, he was in it and they had him do punch up. Um, I, I watched a documentary. This is like, all right, what if we had like a very highly skilled and trained group of special forces go up against an alien? And it's like... Excellent yeah. premise, you know. It, it's, yeah. it's. I mean, there's a reason it's as it, it has stood the test of time and mm -hmm. spawned a series of of sub subpar movies for sure. Until this Pray. latest one, Prey. I haven't, which, I haven't got to watch it yet. Oh, uh, you know, Asterix. I was high out of my mind, but I was just like watching this movie, like it's so fucking good. And I was texting Kirsten. You know, I was high at the airport. <laughs> Don't tell him. It's He's so on the wing tight. of a plane. It's so tight. Like, I just I feel like I'm getting all the relevant information. And it ends in a cliffhanger, which is it so weird. It flew by. I wanted more. I can't wait for the sequel where we actually get to find out, like, who wins the fight, you know? But I just remember, I think, like, my high brain was like, this is really good. I was like, I, I don't see any flaws in this movie. Like, it was so good. I highly recommend Prey. I, I would like to um, watch a bunch of movie trailers in a movie theater and then Everybody should say at what point they're still interested uh, when when the movie trailer goes on for another two minutes. Like, I'm interested. Stop now. And then Ooh, they need to get, get back to people. Yeah, a little button. Ooh, you're making press, these. Be like, next. 
I'm like, what mm. is, I don't, I wanted to watch this movie and then you went in for another two minutes and now I don't want to watch this movie. You know, I, and I, I've, I've read up on this too, that it's like there was an actual shift, like a, a real market research had said that people generally want to know what it is that they're getting themselves involved with when it comes to seeing a movie. And so there was a time when they were like, no, 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 you don't want to give away the farm. And then there was this actual title shift to say, no, 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 we do want to give away the farm because the market research has shown us that generally audiences want to know what they're, what they're about to get themselves into mm. uh, for the most part. And yeah, I think it's been a terrible change for, you know, I wonder if there's part like of me. it that's, that's also the overstimulation or like the overexposure of content so that you're more likely by the time the film comes out to, to forget what you saw. That's a good point too. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're like, oh, that's cool. There's a twist. And then you forget what the twist is. You're like, I wanted to see that movie for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a little blend of the two where it's like a subliminal thing where you're like, you're watching the movie, enjoying it because you're like, I'm following along. You're like, yeah, because you already yeah. saw it. <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> I have a feeling she's going to be the bad guy. Like, yeah, they showed that in the trailer. Uh, uh, two things about that. Number one, I was having a conversation with Steve about um, action movies on the road and he was like he's like have you ever seen the unofficial sequel to the fugitive called u.s marshals with wesley snipes and um tommy lee jones but then i was like i was like no but i do have a habit of getting super high and watching random action movies so it's possible that i have seen this movie and steve starts like talking about it and he's like you know oh and there's like part where he jumps on a train and i'm like yeah none of this sounds familiar and he goes yeah and robert Downey jr is in it and i was like is he the bad guy i have seen this movie yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh funny. second thing there was a period of time where there was this movie i forget the name of it but it had rose mcgowan summer hayek and um, who's the woman from? She's a comedian. She's really funny. She's um, she was in Girls Trip. She was in um, that movie with Kevin Hart where she's got to teach him how to pass high school. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I think there's an H something H. Uh, Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. There Tiffany is. Haddish. Excellent. I just needed that H clutch. Hey, that's all I had. H. So I forget what this movie was, Me too. Me but too. Kirsten and I saw the trailer for this movie a thousand times. And I don't know why I, you know, we see a lot of movies, but this was like bananas. And I think they had like delay release or something. So that just meant like the trailer was in theaters for like even longer. And it went from, we saw the trailer and we're like, all right, forgettable. We're not going to see it, whatever. To just like rage at seeing this trailer. Every time it's just like, oh, this movie looks so fucking stupid. Oh, I don't want to see this fucking trailer anymore. And it was like weird, that rare thing that happens in advertising where it's like, I, you have shown me this too many times where now, now I can't even ignore it. I hate it. I actively hate this thing. You hated you know? it so much. You, you completely wiped Tiffany Haddish from your mind. Yeah. And the, and the name of this movie. I'm just like, I fucking hate it. I hate it. I will destroy this movie if I give, give given the opportunity. That's the that thing that. you don't want in advertising. You know? I've called up places that put flyers on my car and been like, just so you know, because you did this, I'm never going to come to your restaurant. Mm. If there's ever <laughs> an option for me to go your place or somewhere else, I will always choose the other place because it always gets like stuck to my windshield and then I yeah. peel it off and then I, mm -hmm. I don't want to have a car. I hate it so much. You guys just made me think of a great duo, uh, a, a, a team that works together where it's like, he was specialized and ex-CIA, but sometimes is forgetful. He remembers the first letter of those words that he forgets. Together, they work together. And it's like, Jared's just like, he does everything. But Brett's like, uh, J? H? <laughs> <laughs> yes, got it. You're a genius. He's like, we have to stop the N. 
nuclear bomb. Okay. Oh man, I'm so glad you're here. High, High five. five. <laughs> Fred, I was really nervous where you're going with that N word. <laughs> we have to stop the N. No, no, Jesus. Why would I even say that? I meant nuclear bomb. Oh. Oh. oh okay. Yes, yes, yes we yes, do. We... Oh my God, that's so funny. All right. Should we get to these bits? Guys, let's get to these bits. Let's, let's do it. Uh, mm. <laughs> Skill Mold has a great uh, addition to what we just said. The name of that movie, mm -hmm. Partial Recall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Excellent. Skill Mold, oh, killing Steel it. Mold. Our order today ah, is Jarrett Rob Brett. Jarrett Rob Brett. Order this week is Jarrett Rob Brett. All right. I got I got a couple of real half finished bits here. Ooh. Uh, all right. So let's try this one first. Tiffany half finished bits. <laughs> I've got a psychiatrist. He put me onto an antidepressant, and it's working really well. I like my psychiatrist not because he's good at his job, because he's very chill about me taking recreational drugs in addition to my antidepressants. Like one time, I was like, "Is it safe to do mushrooms if I'm on antidepressants?" And he was like, "Yeah, you'll be fine, but you should do some coke too." And I was like, "Oh, does the coke make it safer or something?" And he's like, "No, it's just fun." It's really <laughs> Really fun. This is a real thing he said? No, no, I'm I'm exaggerating for comedic effect. The oh, addition to it is very funny, but my believability stopped when you're like, he's like, you should also try Coke. Yeah, that was my concern also. Um, so I guess I don't know if there's a fix there or yeah, what. Yeah, there's another way to get there. Uh, maybe, maybe if you're just like, he's like, yeah, but you could be at risk for kind of being really sluggish the next day. And you're like, what if I try Coke? And he's like, definitely. That's a good <laughs> idea. And you're like, oh, does it help with that? And he's like, no, but it's fun. Mm. What if he's like, that's not a concern, but let me know if you're going to do coke instead. And I was mm. like, oh, is that more dangerous? He's like, no, it's just fun. I want to hang out. If that's <laughs> yeah, what there you're going to you go. do. You know? Perfect. That totally fixes the problem for me. <clears throat> yeah, like, I mean, my reaction, I think, exemplifies what might be weird about the joke is that I'm just like, did he say that? Because at no point did I make the transition between setup Jarrett and like joke Jarrett. I wasn't mm -hmm. quite sure because you just made me believe that this guy operates like this. Mm -hmm, Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And him be, being cool with mushrooms, I'm like, sure. So I, it just wasn't but That weird. part is true, right? That part is true. Uh, right? That part is true. <laughs> um, he's always been very, the, the real story is that when I was asking him about doing mushrooms on it, he was like, he was like, are you going to be doing like a pound of mushrooms every day for an entire weekend? Like, then that's a problem. But if you're going to, you know, like trip out the way you usually do, then that's fine. That was number one. Number two was when I originally asked for the prescription, I was like, OK, so full disclosure, I did Molly last week. I don't know if I need to put, you know, a good amount of time between when I do when I start taking the antidepressants and when I did Molly. And he goes, no, if it's been like a week and a half, then you should be fine. And I'm also starting at a very low dose. so It'll definitely be safe. And then he goes. Did you have fun? <laughs> <laughs> Rob, would it would it fix it if he just if if Jarrett were to just say uh, he's he's been so cool about this stuff, which is true about me doing mushrooms and yeah, it's as if he's going to at some point. It feels yeah. to me like he's going to. Is that it? it, is that it, it yeah, exactly. Like I I know it might at this point feel cookie cutter, you know, as far as like joke setup structure is concerned. But I, I definitely need to know that you have imagined this other guy. Uh, I, I was thinking that maybe a, a way to get into it for me would be that you could say, I was very sheepish about even mentioning this to this guy. Like I had a dilemma where mm. I was like, oh my God, I got to mention him. Like, I don't want to be unsafe, but I need to mention to my psychiatrist that I took mushrooms a lot. Like I did something I do and how is it going to... So I very sheepish. I was like, hey, you know, I just wondering with this new thing, I kind of I happen to, you know, and you're kind of dancing around it. And then his response, like, oh, yeah, you take some shrooms in there. 
yeah, okay, well, uh, just wait. And you're like, whoa, this guy was way too cool with me, whatever. Now it's just like, I feel like I could go in there and be like, yeah, like I get really sluggish afterwards. He could be like, oh, just take a bump of Coke in the morning. That'll be fine. You're good to go there. Like, oh, all right, cool. I'm thinking about partying this little. Yeah, yeah. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to uh, sprinkle the LSD into the weed that you're smoking. That's, a, you know, you got to get an even spread. You want each puff to be uh, equal amounts. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, <laughs> you, you don't know what kind of night you're going to have. <laughs> anyway. She's uh, <laughs> like, the, the nurse has just got her buttons open. She's got a line of coke across her tits. All right. I got another appointment. Aviators indoors. Just like, <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. And you might be able to also tinker with the notion that I know has been touched upon before that doctors and psychiatrists, probably in particular, are just a version of drug dealers anyway. So it's not that weird for Mm -hmm. them to be like, they should be knowledgeable of illicit drugs. Like they should be very knowledgeable about them. In fact, like they should be in touch with the real world enough to know that like this is a likely thing to happen. And so, you know, it's almost like instead of teaching abstinence in schools, you should probably be teaching safe sex. Similarly, I would say that if you're a psychiatrist, you shouldn't be like, well, you really shouldn't mix it. You'd be like, if it's gonna happen, Mm -hmm, (laughs) it it mm -hmm, seems mm -hmm. like it's gonna from time to time. Here's how, here's here's best practices. All right. Counterpoint. You are specifically dealing with people in not great mental states who don't make great decisions a lot. Maybe this is something you can prepare for, like have a response for, you know? Yeah, Yeah, it's it's like anytime I've ever been honest with a dentist about or they'll be like, have you been flossing? And I'll be like, no, uh, it's something like I'm I'm trying it. They'll be like, you have to floss. You need to floss. Like I'm like. You're be realistic. I'm, I'm brushing my teeth. That's great. Okay, let's let's pick our battles here. Yeah. Do you know what's like crazy? Me, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lie. <laughs> this has been crazy for me. I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but I went to uh, the dentist. Uh, dentist now uh, the past three trips. Yeah, I went to the dentist. Okay. I have not gotten a floss conversation, not a single floss con. And my flossing has, you know, been historically erratic, but. Every time I've gone now, they've said, you're brushing too hard. And I was like, what? Ooh. They're like, are, are, you, are you brushing too hard? I'm like, maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I brush pretty aggressively. They're like, yeah, you got receding gums and that's because you're brushing too hard. I was like, what about the flossing? They're like, no, nah, it's because you're brushing too hard. And I was like, has the science changed? Because I have been told ever since I was a kid that flossing is absolutely the most important thing. And now you're telling me that aggressive brushing is what's causing gum recession. They're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is unbelievable. Like, you feel <laughs> that sensitivity here and there? It's because you're brushing too hard. I was like, where the fuck? were you i've been told to brush and brush like a maniac and that's what i've been doing and now 30 years later they're like we fucked up i'm gonna <laughs> lie we were very we were big on flossing and brushing and now you need a soft toothbrush and you need to brush less i was like this is unbelievable <laughs> i i think that there was a revelation a few years ago there is no empirical evidence to indicate that flossing is vastly beneficial. Yeah, it's and, a kind of a person by person basis. Like it really depends on the crowding of their teeth. Like if you have a consistent problem with food and, and other shit getting caught in there, yeah, you got to get that out. Some people yeah. never floss a day in their 
life. Never had, never have even an issue. This feels Man, like an attack. Are they on my case about? This the feels bro- like an about- attack on me, guys. I gotta be honest. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody who, if I have a thing in my mouth, I have to completely brush my teeth, and every night I need to floss and do a special mouthwash and do my little gum pickies all over mm. the place. And you guys are like, yeah, dentists were completely wrong about flossing, right? <laughs> I'm just sick. All my teeth are falling out, and I'm like, yeah, they don't know anything. <laughs> floss, everybody. Floss. You don't want to end up like this guy. Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I think that was an opportunity for us to go, well, no, that's, there's some good things about being Jared. And I thought that's what Rob was going to do when he went, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want any of this. You don't want any of this. Uh, very funny, guys. What else you got there, Jared? What other half-brained idea um, you got cooking up in the half-brain? Uh, this one is like, um, I like how whenever you look up uh, directions on Google Maps, it'll give you like different options of the way to go. Like there's the quickest way, but it'll also show you like a longer way that you might want to take. Um, but the thing that I love about this the most is like, if you're taking like a five-hour drive, you'll just be like driving along and then on the directions, there'll be like a little bit of a, a, a slightly grayed out left-hand turn. And it's like, if you want, this drive to be three times as long, you could take a left over here. And it's as though you're going to be like, do I want to spend all day driving instead of just most of the... The way that they just kind of like, te- like, like, hey, just want to let you know as an option, if you want this drive to be way longer, I can understand it if it's like when you're deciding what route to take. If you're like, oh, actually, I want to swing up north because of this, you know. But like while you're already on the road, just being like, all right, last chance for that extra five hours on the road, guys. And you know what? (laughs) I bet you people do it because I've been at the grocery store a few times where there's just a huge line where you can't even see the front and people are just getting on the line. And I've been like, I'm going to go see if there's other registers (laughs) up front and maybe one or two people on those lines. But it was so far back that people were like, oh, there's the lines are just I got to get on. So people are probably like, oh, it's probably better, you know. It's probably better that. you go the long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably yeah. better, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't like, know. I feel like there's something there, but. It is very funny and a, and a good observation. Um, mm. Can you make it analogous to something else where it's like a worse option? Maybe on a menu, it's like you could get the same meal, but it costs twice as much. If, if I were to stay within the world of Google Maps, there is something that does happen that's interesting where you type in where you want to go and then it gives you options for how you want to get there. You can drive, you can take public transit, you can bike or you can walk. But once you make the decision, it stops bugging you about the other options. What I find weird is that it still bugs me during my trip about potentially going a th- on a three hour detour. I mean, mm-hmm. it might as well at every juncture point be like, you could still walk. <laughs> you sure you don't want to walk? You're like, yeah, I already pressed the button. I want to go this way. Hey, Why uh, are you offering me weird, here's another weird option. alternatives? Ditch your car by the side of the road and take an Uber. <laughs> we think about you this. Thought about that? Yeah. I also thought while you're talking, like, it'd be funny if it integrated other things. Like, you know, our, our phones are getting smarter and Google's always trying to figure out ways. It'd be interesting if it was just like, hey, that girl you hooked up with two years ago lives two hours away. You know, if you want, you could, uh, <laughs> you could leave you around there. <laughs> around around there. Remember, I was Audrey's place. You spent a couple hours there two years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks. Did you say that that was like the Facebook memories thing? Because that's what that reminded me of. I wasn't sure if you just said uh, that. I didn't say Facebook memories specifically, but yeah, that's yeah, yeah. kind of what I'm I'm in, 
integrating just other things about your life that that Google mm-hmm. knows. And so it's just kind of like, hey, you want to go there? That'd be fun. Yeah, that is kind of funny, though, about the way that your phone will just sort of like pop up like a picture from like five years ago on this day. And it could be like a girl you were dating back then and you're there with your wife and kids now and just like this thing popped up. So why doesn't Google Maps do that? You know, like you're driving to the beach with your family. It's just like, you want to swing by your ex's house? We're right there. You know? <laughs> what if there's, an, there's one of the things that shows like, you could take this other route, but it also goes like plus three hours if you get into an accident over here. You know, like mm-hmm. if you drive into this this pole, it would add three hours. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. <laughs> it's just like telling you constantly information that you, you're not interested in. If you accidentally leave your bag at the hotel, that'll add a bunch of time. Also. <laughs> do you want to do that? Yeah, let's go back. Here. <laughs> Um, I have one tiny thing to add to this because it's similarly like when you're putting in like an address. Sometimes when you're putting in an address to like a Google Maps thing, it'll be predictive. You know, like you just put in a three Mm. and it'll make just like the most long shot call. Did you mean 3759 Jessamer St. Cabbage, Massachusetts? And you're like... (laughs) No, not even close. Not (laughs) even close. You said three and you got me thinking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. You keep going. You keep going. All right. So it's three, two. Do you mean three, two, eight, seven, Nevada? (laughs) No. No, not Nevada. No. Okay. Ah, okay. Well, it's like a person. That's where you're going. Or really, that's where you're going. Interrupts like your story, but only a few words in. Yeah. Like, right. so I went to, and like, to the mall in, in, in Albuquerque? You're like, no. <laughs> the hospital what? with my dad. Oh, Who sorry, you discovered sorry. was not actually your dad? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just let me finish. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. I love that as, as you say it, uh, kind of more in the Brett way, where it's like Google predictive is great, but I'll be a really annoying friend to have when you're trying to tell a story yeah, to or whatever I don't know, there's a couple different ways that would definitely make me laugh but mm-hmm. the observations wonderful yeah All great right. great obs thanks guys and uh next up we got yeah one more thing i don't think this is funny for your joke jared is just this idea that like not ominous but there's something weirdly like powerful of this like road less traveled like almost as if it's like you it's teasing you like should i just should i just say fuck the wedding and then just like take this other path oh my god that's like it's so providing funny. you you're like google maps what are you telling me to do like i'm on my way <laughs> go to the venue i'm doing the thing like you sure you don't want to go yeah so Why? instead of an alternate direction an alternate location <laughs> And it's like, I know you're driving to Spokane, but Canada is right, right there, there, man. man. Right there. New life. Yeah. Shit, everything, man. It's actually your phone just has wants, it like wants to go to Canada. This hey. all reminded me of uh, just a the funny moment where I had, when I was hand to mouth, um, but I was still going on a lot of dates. I had a date planned and I, I searched for a bar for a meetup and I put cheap bars nyc i found a bar and then we we went there and then we were going to go to a different bar i was like oh let's let's find something and i opened up my phone and my date was like did you put in cheap <laughs> bars NYC? And i was like yeah <laughs> and she was like awesome. okay All right. <laughs> to avoid because i want to take you to nice places <laughs> now i don't know where mm-hmm. not to go mm-hmm. oh that's great all right next up we had so my my Dane Cook joke thought idea was that um, I was talking about 
the Dean Cook with some friends of mine, and we were discussing the idea that we were trying to get down to the definition of grooming specifically, which in this Dane Cook scenario, if the rumors are true that they met before this person was 18, I think it very classically falls under the, the definition of grooming, where you're you're literally chatting someone up and getting to know them before they're 18 so that by the time they turn 18, it seems super natural and reasonable for you guys to start dating because it's all technically legal. But you knew that you knew this person when they were 16 and 17 and you were just grooming them to, to be ready to date you. I think it's a little weird when people kind of go outside that definition and they're like, you know, someone's dating a 24 year old. They're like, he's grooming her. And I'm like, I, that's not what that is. But whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Anyway, just forget that part of it. I just thought it was funny the fact that you're like, yeah, like you meet someone, they're 16, they're obviously not ready to date you. You're obviously whatever, you know, you're grooming this person and you're just waiting for them to turn 18. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, when the military goes to your high school and it's just like sets up a little booth. <laughs> and it's just like, hey, you know, like, and I was like, Dave Cook should just go to high school and set up a booth and just be like, look, I know not right now, not, but here's a pamphlet. Just think it over. All right. There's all the details right there. And when you turn 18, Teen, you know, hey, not the yeah. rest of your life. Just spend a couple of years here mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I'll pay for college. But by the time you're done, if you want, <laughs> you will get PTSD afterwards. But uh, <laughs> that's, you know, and you might five, you might yeah, lose guys. some buddies over there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that was it. I just wanted to compare uh, grooming to uh, military, basically. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what, college is too. It doesn't matter. Like, anytime you're going into a high school to be like, hey, you know, I know you're not ready to make this $200,000 decision yet, but how about you consider going to Dartmouth? <laughs> like, okay, mm -hmm. maybe. That sounds nice. <laughs> you're just 15 years old. You have no fucking idea what to do. And then by the time you're 18, you're like, boom, 200K. You're giving it to me. You're like, okay. <laughs> this is what I want, right? I mean, for my money, just from a morality standpoint, I would much rather you go at the military industrial complex than, you know, college, which is not perfect. Obviously, it's definitely on the predatory scale. But let's hit the military marginally. Priority. I don't I don't even you know? know, to be honest, as I get older, mm. they're 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 getting equally <laughs> weird mm. to me. Do you know what I mean? Like the idea of just like, well, we have to get them young. It's almost like they're going after a different subset of people, though. It's like, well, you know, you are less educated and you are poorer. So we're scooping you up the military. Mm. You are slightly more educated and richer we're we're scooping you up the college yeah, university you are complex. in danger of becoming middle class so we're going to make sure you're poor <laughs> you know and then those poor kids will join the military and then mcdonald's you know? scoops up the rest they're like all right we'll take those guys walmart and, and amazon just takes ah we'll take you guys we'll take you guys there's something about it it becomes increasingly weird i mean i understand kids do have to grow up and to be adults eventually anyway mm -hmm. but something about this like this ripe age to like you know ooh, i'm gonna start picking kids out before they know what what crazy <laughs> life-altering choices they're about to embark on mm -hmm, they're going to mm -hmm. start making you know anyway that was my quick little thought there i have uh, a thought any... about this so going back to like the groomer side of things mm -hmm. it's sort of like obviously i don't think that grooming is good but i can imagine a very frustrated i know there's a specific word for when you're dating like a teen as opposed to like trying to have sex with a baby yeah we basically call them all pedophiles just for convenience sake you know yeah i think that those guys that want to date teens when they're like 40 years old or something are like so i can't fuck them when they're 16 i can't wait to fuck them until they're 18 like what what, the, what am i supposed to do you know it's like they have to do like a new thing where it's just like they orbit 
them like they can't even introduce themselves they just kind of have to like just like be that's around just, you know they're like they're just like reading over newspapers until the moment is until they turn yeah, 18, turn 18. <laughs> i just be like hey i just want to introduce myself you seem cool you know <laughs> yeah that the, the idea of like them complaining that the goalposts keep on getting moved that's you know we're just like well yeah you're the thing you're doing is bad you know <laughs> yeah it is funny because like i do I, I don't know if i take issue with it but it's it is funny to me that like to delineate legality there has to be a point where it's like here's the line right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like whether like our morals are going to shift from from generation to generation from part of the world culture to culture whatever as far as like what is morally socially acceptable and what is not right but within each culture we're like okay but we need to have a law, so we're delineating this point. And mm -hmm. then it's funny because, yes, a lot of the creeps are like, okay, but where's the line exactly? Like, mm -hmm, just tell mm -hmm. me where it is. <laughs> oh, 18, okay. Oh, no, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. Is, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. is it legal for me to camp out by yeah. the line? Just like sit right here. <laughs> oh, Gary, I, yes, I, I, it's technically legal, can, but what? So I can sit here. I can sit here. That's not a big deal then. Yes, I'm just, yes, I'm just sitting. Yes, just sitting. Yes, you just read a book over here. Okay, but everyone's <laughs> going to judge you if you do that. Do you see why? Well, that's, that's kind of the thing is it's like is it's like if you do that then everybody knows you wanted to do the other the illegal no, thing, no 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 know? no 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 i liked that number 18 that's exactly where i agreed i said that that should have been 18. so so it was weird because that you and i actually agreed perfectly because that's what i thought that right there that's the i think that's the that's the thing that the joke should inject you need to inject that part into the joke because i think that's classic it's like, well, we're upset because of, oh, no, no, I agree with you guys. I agree with you. I'm just <laughs> That's funny. There's someone, I forget who it was. I think I was just scrolling through reels and someone had a joke about when they had to decide on the legal age state by state. And it was like, they were, it, they were acting like it was colonial times, which may or may not have been true. I don't think that's true. But it's basically like, and, you know, the Senate, the, the representative from Massachusetts, uh, 16? They're like, what? Come on, Bill! Ah, gross! He's like, what? Well, I had to go first! That's not fair! <laughs> what is this, Price is Right rules? Jesus! <laughs> What's the matter with you? Ah, damn it! He was empathizing with the guy who had to go first. <laughs> so, that was a funny little bit. Oh, here's one thing that I wanted to point out. This is neither here nor there. Have you guys heard people use the argument about how, how people's brains aren't fully formed until they're 25 when it comes to this debate of like dating uh, younger mm -hmm. girls Jared. Uh, I've heard it in the context of when you should start experimenting with drugs where people ah. are like you know coke and marijuana and you know hallucinogenic mushrooms man. if you're going to experiment <laughs> with any of these things you should really wait until you're 25 because otherwise you're going to uh, affect the way that your brain develops well that kind of takes the piss out of my observation <clears throat> which was like Sorry. I only seem to hear this brain developing thing when it comes to this specific argument so it's like mm. oh my god he's dating a 22 year old her brain's not even fully formed and i'm like when have i ever heard this stat <laughs> thrown out i don't hear it when it comes to joining the army i don't hear about it when it comes to deciding on whether to go to college or not i don't hear about it when it decides it's like oh i'm gonna go off into the workforce and do this never but but as soon as a 23 year old wants to date someone it's like she's a baby and her brain's mush and she doesn't even know how to think yet and i'm like what are you what? 
I've never heard this outside of this specific conversation. Well, you gotta make me laugh. And like, yeah, tell them that their brain is mush. <laughs> They're not fully formed. That is, that is a perfect way to get them to fuck a 50-year-old. <laughs> I, I love that the one thing that is at 25 is car rentals. Oh, that's true. Um, so they're, they're, like, they're like, well, these people aren't going to know how to refill the gas tank until they're 25. I mean, their brains aren't developed. <laughs> they leave straw wrappers all over the car. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> if you want to yeah. rent a car, date an older man who can rent it for you. All right? That's the solution. <laughs> so wake up on their 25th birthday. They're just like, ah, oh, I should fill up the gas tank. Of course. <laughs> I wait, wait, wait. Was I wait thinking? Don't run into other cars. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had um, one I like more line. If you do oh, yeah. the mil military analogy, is uh, mm -hmm. you will be issued a piece that you will have to polish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! Excellent to win. That's great. Uh, all right, here's a silly one. You know the phrase "absolute power corrupts absolutely." The the full quote is "power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely." Ah, all right, all right. That's mm -hmm. that, that peppers things a little bit. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. To me, it sounds like two people came up with it one guy who was very sharp and the other one who just was like just <laughs> like like just that shitty writing partner that just thinks that they're contributing and this guy's just like you know absolute power corrupts and the same guy's like absolutely You're just like <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I thought that was implied. I was like, no, 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 because you said, I know, I know, I know why you said absolutely. I get it, because I said it earlier. But do you see how I don't see how it adds to it? <laughs> like, isn't that kind of implied, you know? Like, if I were to say love wins, and then you were to say love wins, absolutely. Do you see how it doesn't add to the first thing that I just said. Well, if, if you had said like absolute love wins, then no. I'm saying absolute wins absolutely. <sighs> I, I don't agree right? with you. It's like if I said total power corrupts <laughs> and then you said total power corrupts totally, do you think that sounds good? I do. I think it's better. I think <laughs> it's, it's catchier. Better. It's, it's catchier. Ah, uh, fine, fine, absolutely. It kind of feels like the relationship between a writer and an editor. Sure, like the sure, editor yeah. just makes those tiny little tweaks, and then it's like <laughs> better. This is better, right? Better. <laughs> the making of Back to the Future uh, had you know a bunch of twists and turns. One of which, uh, this is a little quick studio note. The guy who was in charge of green lighting the whole project and stuff, he had some notes and he made some good changes. He turned, you know, Einstein from a monkey to a dog, which probably could change. But then one of the big ones was he's like, hey, instead of Back to the Future, it should be called Spaceman from Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> and like Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis were like, what the fuck are we going to do? <laughs> it's like the head of the studio wants to call it Spaceman from Pluto. And they like, they show Steven Spielberg. They're like, what the fuck do we do about this? And Spielberg was like, all right, I, I think I know what to do. And Spielberg writes a memo. He says to the secretary, hey, write a memo to, you know, so-and-so. And he says, uh, got your memo. Hilarious joke. We all had a great laugh. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, and Spielberg knew that he'd be too embarrassed to like clarify. Like, no, 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 no. I I really wanted to be called Spaceman from Pluto. <laughs> so he just shut his mouth. He's like, okay. <laughs> 
Well, originally, um, they, they were supposed to go 87 miles per hour, but that executive <laughs> came in. And then what else? Oh, and they were going to go to a nuclear power plant. We get the power that they needed. They're, the whole thing was going to be, they were going to set off some like nuclear, exp- it was going to be crazy. Oh, wow. Set off like an explosion or something to get them back. It was something All we nuts. have to do is destroy this small town. I, yeah, I was like, I don't really go know. go back to the 50s. How it was going to work. Exactly. It was very, very, it was to get back, whatever. It was very strange. So it was like plutonium to get back. And then they had to go to a nuclear power plant to send him back. And then they had to like shave off like 5 million from the budget, thankfully. And they were like, well, this is a really expensive scene. <laughs> we go to the nuclear power plant. They're like, how about we just keep it on the studio lot? They're like, yeah, but what else gives a lot of power? And they're like, how about a lightning bolt? They're like, oh yeah, that'd be cool. But you don't know when a lightning bolt's going to strike. You're like, but unless it stops something like a, clock like a clock tower and then it was just like how did you not originally come up with that it's so funny how sometimes these like things fall into place Mm -hmm. because you're just like of course it's right in town (laughs) clock tower you know i like to imagine if they did go with a nuclear power plant like at the end of the movie when you see all the like the changes that have happened everybody's just got like five arms and stuff like that (laughs) 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 it's close enough all right i love it all right thanks for the help Please. Thank you, Rob. What a great couple of bits. All right. Next up, we got uh, Brett Duck. But before we get to that, just want to remind everybody, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash ITA pod, the best Patreon on the block. The Patreon episode for August is already done and edited and will be uploaded soon. So join for as little as a dollar a month. Check out that episode. I've also edited three weeks of regular episodes in advance. So I'm just saying this so I can get my kudos and accolades. Jared, you're the man. That's right. Great, great job. I wasn't Thank paying you. <laughs> Thank Jared's you. Jared's been editing like a monster. You deserve oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. You yeah, deserve yeah. it. Patreon.com slash ITA pod. Next up, Patent Cleanup, your headliner. Oh, all right. This one I just think is an idea that it's funny. I don't think it can work as a stand-up joke, but I think you guys will enjoy it. I was at the airport and they had that sign that said, to all gates. And um, I immediately thought, wow, this is the probably the worst rendition, the musical of, of Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> to all gates, to life. Okay, maybe it didn't ah, hit. Damn it. Damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't. I was just thinking. I see the connection. To yeah, I know. I I thought it was so far away from to life to to all 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 gates. I don't know. It just it mm. made me laugh. And then I wrote Fiddler on the tarmac. Um, <laughs> you wrote a whole musical called Fiddler on the tarmac just based I did, off of that. Yeah, but since you guys didn't get that first part, I won't <laughs> sing it for you. So to me, it sounded like a letter, like the start of a letter. It's like to all gates. You're mm, wonderful. Mm. Um, I just don't think it's working out. Like the you're planes writing are... to Gates McFadden. You're writing to Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fences. Um, you guys done? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to bother you with our comments and notes and feedback. <laughs> I told you it was a dumb idea. I thought I I thought at best it's just going to entertain you, and it didn't even do that. So I'm no, ready I to move on. This part is entertaining. I like okay, this part. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's sit in it for as long as possible. Gates McFadden um, starred in Star Trek. So I wanted to add this to my my joke that I've I've, I've brought here before. Uh, it works really well on the road, but it always feels like it needs more. Um, I got a text from a friend that said, "Don't worry." 
we could still hang out tomorrow. Turns out it wasn't COVID. It's something else. That always gets a big laugh. I think we had some additions to it, but uh, the angle I want to take in now, I was like, how about we hang out when it's not COVID and it's also not anything? I don't think I want to catch something that hasn't even been named yet. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> want to be the one. second guy to get something. I wouldn't even be patient zero. I'd be patient one. Nobody wants to be patient <laughs> one. Um, but I think it must have been a weird diagnosis. Like the doctor comes over. He's like, turns out it's uh, something. <laughs> I'm going to write you a prescription for, <laughs> but I, I like imagining my friend, like whatever he has, he's just over there with his, he's like bleeding from the eyes. He's like, yeah, man, we can still hang out. No problem. Just a couple of dudes getting some coffees and one of them has skin that's falling off. I like in there, I was thinking of, no one wants to be patient one. I'm just friends with the guy with the pet <laughs> monkey. That's that's me. I'm just, I'm just his buddy. I like all these pieces. I like all these parts. And I remember working with you on this, on this show, and also seeing you do this bit on the road. I think the issue is that the blocks are sort of like in a weird order. Like mm -hmm. the ideas aren't being presented to the audience in a way that's like logical and goes like from A to C to D the blah, blah, blah. and I remember even watching you do this on the road and thinking that you need a little bit of ligament between something else being um, just something else or something that hasn't even been discovered yet like it's a brand new disease and so I think that if you just shuffle around mm. some of those ideas it'll be like the weirdness ladder that'll eventually get you to you know this guy has a disease that's never been invented yet so maybe like uh, it turns out it's something else and I was like I don't think I want that either like I imagine my friend was over there bleeding from the eyes like like, yeah, man, we could still hang. No problem. Here's just good. a couple dudes good, getting good, some good. coffees and one of them has skin that's falling off. How about we hang out when it's not COVID and also not anything? Mm -hmm. I don't want to catch something that hasn't even been named yet. I don't want to be the second guy to get something. I wouldn't want to even, I wouldn't even be patient zero. Mm -hmm. I'd be patient one. Does that okay. like that kind of switch? It does, but I still think you need a little ligament in the middle of that. So you did the part about bleeding from the eyes. Mm -hmm. and then the next part, I think you need like a, a, like a thing in there that's like, he didn't say what it was. He said it was something else as though it's yes, a disease yes, that yes. hasn't even been named yet. You know, uh, I, have, I have the same thought, same note, which is like, yes, in my brain, I, I, st I still have a bifurcation of like a disease that we're fully aware of, which is just I have a cold. I have the flu. Uh, it turns out it was a stomach bug. OK. And some of which are communicable, some of which are non-communicable. So like there is a totally logical explanation for someone to say, oh, it's not COVID. Don't worry. But I think I need as the audience just that little, little clue that he didn't even say what it was so it's still a mystery to me mm -hmm. I'm like i don't think i want any of that i, I think the section where the doctor <clears throat> gives the gives it as something else could also be that ligament where it's like mm -hmm. why didn't he just tell me what it was you know did the I doctor see. tell him it was something else and you know it was similarly vague something yeah like i don't even want something that's not even named yet or something mm -hmm. yeah yeah just that little bit would get me on that path because there is a part of my brain that just logically is going brett like he could just mean it's something else. Like, not not that I think you're stupid or that whatever, but I know I'd get caught up even just for like a half a second. So, but yeah, I think I like the line of, he didn't even say that it was what it was. He just said it was something. Like, mm -hmm. the, as if the doctor diagnosed him that way. He was like, well, it turns out it's something. I'm like, I don't mm -hmm. want something that hasn't even been named yet. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I get it that, now. That gets cool, me there, cool, cool. for sure. Um, I got one more uh, quicker one. Uh, people will blame video games. Uh, they'll blame school shooters on video, video games, the blame video <laughs> games for school. I can't get the sentence together. Because <laughs> oh, of all these school shooters, they came up with a bunch of video games. Great, we, we got this, we got this. We got, this, this is the easiest fix that we've ever done on this is anything, all right? 
people are always blaming school shootings on video games. Ah, there you go. That's cracked mm-hmm. the nut. All right. Well, thanks and for watching, everybody. That was, I hope you guys liked it. Outro goes here. It's going to kill. Uh, I, just, I don't buy that. Maybe the news isn't reporting on it, but as soon as I hear about a shooter teabagging the victims, then I'll be like, okay, maybe video games have a role to play here. Is this based off of, I'm not a gamer, like the chat that goes on within the... Uh... Uh, it is a very common thing since like probably like Halo to mm-hmm. go up on top of the, the, the person that you just killed and then crouch spam. So you're just up and down, up and down, and you're essentially teabagging them. Oh, that's funny. Um, Damn, I, I don't know I that it will that. be absolutely universal, but I think it's been, I mean, we're talking like 15 years of this and I still see it in games now. So I think it'll be, it'll be recognizable enough. Sure. Mm-hmm. For me, it's it right on the edge. I'm like, if I wrote this joke, I'd be super worried that people wouldn't get it. But like, I, but I think I agree with you, Brett, that it might be part of the cultural lexicon enough. Yeah, if not, I can do this joke in like two or three years. (laughs) So my roommate plays uh, a ton of video games, which is interesting. And I've been able to just walk in and just I'm learning about video games now through him. And it's funny because the first person like video game concept is just like it's very similar He's playing a god of war and he's just a god and he's killing people. And then I'm watching him playing Elden Ring and he's just a different guy. And he's, but everything's the same. I'm like, yeah, you're still just running around doing things and whatever. And then I, and then there was a, (laughs) I walked in the room the other day. He's like, oh yeah, in this game, I'm a cat. And he is just a cat walking around. I'm like, all right, I don't really like, but the mechanics are still exactly the same. I'm like, but you do the same things, right? He's like, well, I mean, yes. And like a lot of the the maneuvers and once you're kind of familiar with it, it's the same thing. I'm like, so what difference does it make what sprite you are running around? He's like, you know, <laughs> it was a very funny little conversation. It was like, I don't see the difference in these games. Basically my point. Well, that's like kind of like introduced to music and then being like, well, so they have different instruments oh and they're <laughs> playing different notes, but essentially it's still it's the same sounds thing. that go right? in your ear, you know? <laughs> well, like, I just, I definitely did not enjoy, and I know Elden Ring kind of famously doesn't do this, but uh, a lot of the games he plays, it's like... There was a there was a shark game and the shark like sends out like a little sonar thing to see where the enemies are. And in my brain, I was like, yeah, water. I don't really miss or whatever. The shark's got that ability. And then he's playing some other game where he's just a space woman out in space world. And she also like pinged out a sonar thing to find where enemies were. And I was like, wait. Wait, so she, what? I was like, everybody yeah, has it. They like, learned it from the sharks. <laughs> they learned it from sharks. The future. He's like, yeah, a lot of games you can kind of just ping and find out where the enemies are. I'm like, that's so fucking stupid. I'm like, and then there's arrows to tell you where to go next. I was like, video games just tell you where to go next? He's like, yeah, yeah, you kind of just know where to go next. I was like, these, does this not bother you? <laughs> does this not feel like this is stupid? He's like, I don't know. This is what video games are now. now. Like, I was like, all right, whatever. I'm surprised he's still letting you watch him play. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, man. I like this. This is fun for me. I'm a cat. Leave. Back to your bit, Brent. I'm trying to think of like other things from video games besides teabagging that you could include. Not that you would get rid of teabagging, but like, right. You know, uh, are they trying to get power ups? Are they? Um, yeah, I, uh, if you can think of any examples, I know Rob just found out about video games recently. Garrett, <laughs> <so laughs> if you've got anything, I was enjoying when you misspoke earlier and as if school shootings were based off of video. <laughs> and I'm sorry, video games were based off of school shooting. I'm still a little hungover <laughs> from this weekend. 
<laughs> but that that made me laugh. That would be that's extremely dark. I'm surprised a nobody's school shooter video nobody's game. done that yet. Yeah. yeah, we should do make a school shooter video. No, we later. shouldn't. No, yeah, that was should. the, that was the thesis of what I was saying was that we shouldn't. No, do. but you'll be a cat, or you could just be like the Ovaldi Police Department, and then it's just like you're just hanging around outside, like you got binoculars. <laughs> A cop movie, but it's about the Valdi Police Department. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nothing like happens. Waiting for Godot. Thing. I got. I got to level eighty on Candy Crush. Thank you very much. <laughs> Nothing happens. Hold on, I'm texting my slam piece. All right, I'm gonna see her tonight. Your whole the mission is just to prevent parents from going inside the building. Mm-hmm. I stopped 80 parents this today. That's a lot of parents. Uh, uh, yeah, there's achievements. There's um, most of the uh, things that come to mind are just like vicious trash talk that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is really mm-hmm. problematic. And I think they a lot of school shooters put that in their manifestos anyways. So mm-hmm, uh, yeah. that one is too on the nose. What about um, they try killing their classmates by jumping on top of them? Oh, like, like Super, Mario. Super Mario? Yeah, yeah. Well, some school shooters are better at I, killing their classmates than others, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Like some platinum, like the school for sure. Like they, they a hundred percent it. Um, I do like switching genres. I, I love the idea of being like, wait a minute, like kind of naively being like, wait, you're blaming this on video games, but they didn't have go-karts. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, you just pick the wrong video game straight up. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Funny. They're going through the games like, where is Zelda? I'm looking for <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> Yeah, if somebody came into a school with like a sword and like a magical bow and arrow, then I'd be like, I think this This one was definitely based off a video game. Uh, I, I'm sorry, but the Evaldi one... kid, he goes up to, uh, to the police officer and the cop is like, it's dangerous in there. You'll need this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that does tickle me the most because it's like guns are generic. We can't say that guns just came from there. We have guns in the real world. We have guns in, in video games. So it's just a strange thing to make that connection because you, you're going to skip over the real life guns like you're going to skip over all that you're going to skip over all the billboards and and ads and whatever in, in all these places and the gun shows and the mo- whatever like all the glorification of these things and we're going to skip jump straight to video games i, I like just saying i've never heard of a school shooter shooter dressed as kirby <laughs> That tickles what me. about what about Sonic? Or just be like, oh, were they running from classroom to classroom, bumping into people and stealing their coins? Rings, rings, was it rings. Oh shit, I'm it was dumb. rings. See, I know video games. Actually, you want to check out this little setup? Ooh, ooh, wow! If he was Kirby, would he just be sucking off all the students? Probably not. Is that what Kirby does? I don't think he sucks people off. Thought that would get a pop. <laughs> but he does inhale things. He does. Suck. He does inhale things. That's the whole yeah. thing. Zelda root kind of makes me because it's just so the weapon of choice is yeah. just, just so different, and sometimes there's potions involved and magic too. A school uh, boomeranger. <laughs> <laughs> we were gonna go in, but it turns out he had a magic boomerang. <laughs> I don't. I don't hear about anybody trying to ban assault boomerangs. <laughs> um, all right, good stuff, guys. You bought them legally. Legally with rupees <laughs> over the internet. Sorry, sorry. The bullies you want to kill are in a different castle. <laughs> well, great episode. Great uh, thanks for joining us on the live chat, all you uh, chatters and non-chatters. Um, and uh, we will see you again soon. Great episode. Uh, Jared, is there something that goes somewhere? The outro goes here.
Thanks so much for watching. Check back every Monday for new episodes, or you can listen wherever you enjoy podcasts. If you want to help support the show, tell your friends how much you like Is This Anything. Or get involved, like an episode, share, comment, subscribe. If you want more Is This Anything, you got to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash ITAPod. We have a ton of awesome exclusive content on there, and you can join for as little as a dollar a month. Check out the links in the description, and hopefully we'll see you next week.